0: Everybody, David Williams here, your host for the Treat Us Right podcast. Welcome to the latest episode, and we have a special one for you this time. In this episode, in a joint podcast, we're talking to Kyra and Stephanie from the Care3 Global Innovation Partnership Group, MitoAction, where we focus the app specifically on mitochondrial disease. As a chronic condition. And you might ask, why should I listen to this episode if you're just talking about mitochondrial disease? Well, frankly, this is how CARE 3 is used for any chronic illness. You're going to hear patient testimonials, parent testimonials about how CARE 3 has changed the course of their lives and lifestyle. And the reason why. Care3, as Mito Action Mobile, is able to do so to make such dramatic change is because our users are leveraging their real world health and care experiences to create data, irrefutable data, that can be used with their healthcare teams to get ultra personalized and, most importantly, unbiased care. It's been well documented that health disparities exist in the US healthcare system. That people of color and other underserved groups do not get care at the quality and access levels of the general population. Those health disparities can be erased by providing. Real world experience data to healthcare teams. So they're making decisions based on you, based on your experiences with your condition, and not based on biased, proven biased clinical protocols. That's the key. So listen into this episode because you're going to hear how that works in the real world and how you can use Care3 to get. Ultra personalized and unbiased care for better health.
1: Dave, can you tell us a little more about your background, especially in the healthcare IT arena, and how um, the mobile app or Carefree came to be?
0: Sure, absolutely. I, I would call I would call myself the co creator, perhaps, of Mito Action Mobile because what we've uh, what we've done, I think, is combined. Uh, our our knowledge bases. You know, my background in in health IT comes from how do we help consumers, uh, patients, and their families interact with health data for their own benefit? And so when we built out patients like me and then my next venture, which Aetna acquired, uh, and then started Care3, the whole goal of Care3 was to get families to interact with each other and their care teams so that they could use the information of what's happening at home for the patient's benefit. That was the, that's the entire premise behind CARE 3. When CARE came to me, we had an even grander vision that came out of that. And that was, can we take the platform that is CARE 3, that's really good at collecting information on what care is being delivered, the quality of that care, and what details about that care are, and can we expand it and focus it on mitochondrial disease and the specific needs of Mito patients and families. And that's where we kind of really got into the lab, started to co-create uh, what has become MitoAction Mobile. And Kyra's 100% right. Since that time that we started a couple of years ago, we have been co-creating with the community. The community has given us feedback to say, what is it that we can do to continue to make it better, continue to make it more relevant for your day-to-day needs, and then provide data that you can use as a patient individually, but then also contribute to a larger goal of improving research. And I'm probably jumping a little bit ahead, but I wanted to say that that's also something that I'm passionate about too, and that Kyra and I really had our mind meld on when we thought about what we would create with MitoAction Mobile.
2: Yeah, and I would add to that, that when we, when Dave and I first had this conversation and and started to to brainstorm about what this could be, our initial goal was to make sure that we provided the patient community with a tool to manage their their day-to-day journey with mitochondrial disease, right? Because we know so many of our patients have multiple clinicians They have multiple caregivers and they have so much to manage, right? So many people talk about this big binder that they all carry around and trying to keep track of everything, providing that information to their clinicians so they can make good care decisions. And so how could we simplify that and really give patients control of their care? So that was the original goal. But what we quickly realized, and as as clinical trial development and therapy development has has evolved, and you know the buzzword always is patients as partners, we realized that we had a really powerful tool that allowed patients to contribute and be partners in research by sharing this data that they were providing just in the course of managing their day-to-day journey with mitochondrial disease
0: absolutely. and, and can- I'll, I'll I'll jump in on that just real quick, Stephanie, and that one of the 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 things that made patients like me so successful is that we were able to engage uh, patients in all these different rare diseases to give their data, to share it with each other, but then be able to create this new data that had never existed before in um, a number of different diseases. Mitochondrial disease was never really one that um, you know got a community made for it. And so that made it very ripe for another platform. And Care3 does things that patients like me never came close to doing that are super important to the daily lives of mito patients and for those who are dealing with chronic disease in general. And so what we wanted to do was create something that could continue to grow as well. So as we learn more, we keep making it better. And that's where the patients as partners actually applies to the development and continued growth of MitoAction Mobile and the underlying Care3 platform.
2: Exactly. And, And this is such a unique initiative for our community because even though we've partnered with Care3 and they had this amazing tool that they were using, now what we end up with is a platform that was designed specifically for our community, for the needs of our community, for the challenges of our community, for the specific symptoms, and anything that is relevant to the mitochondrial disease community. So, when you go into MitoAction Mobile, um, it won't be asking you questions that a patient who may have Alzheimer's may have, or who may be dealing with diabetes, this platform is specifically designed for our
0: community. That's right.
1: I know as a rare uh, disease patient mom, I guess there has to be an easier way to say that, but I know that having access to this app has made it much it's so user-friendly that when we are at a doctor's office, be it at the university or out at the NIH to have all of Ted's medical records, even if they're just in a synopsis form, right in my phone. It's just been incredibly valuable to the point of just being able to exchange contact information from one doctor to the other, to be able to pull up lab lab results, um, clinic notes. Um, I could go on and on about all of the things that are, <laughs> that have been, um, put together for Ted, but we have utilized this numerous times in just that way so that we can expedite his treatment and not wait for things to flow the old-fashioned way through a fax machine, through a, a release of information, and back and forth, and then looking for things to get lost or waiting for things to be found. Our doctors are easily able to move forward with the data that I'm bringing or the conduit from one appointment to the next. And that's really how I look at this app is just that it's a it's a connector and it's a conduit, which is so important in the rare disease world, because we need to keep our information moving and being stagnant is definitely not where we want to be in today's medical arena. And that that brings me to a question for for you, and maybe for Kyra, you can speak to this because you speak with patients regularly. We've just been through uh, an unprecedented medical time in our world and with COVID, and we have seen so so much devastation within our own disease community of patients being more shut in than ever, loss of uh, access to medical care, um, learning how to rely for the first time on telehealth, which has been a silver lining for our community, uh, being able to uh, have those appointments that have eyes on um, has just been a blessing. So how can we keep the telehealth movement going by utilizing our app?
2: So Dave, I'll jump in because I'm super excited about what what Care3 has helped helped us pull together for that exact reason. So we we recently, um, Care3 recently added in features that allow you to actually conduct your telehealth appointments directly through the MitoAction mobile platform. So in addition to be able to track all of your information, provide your care um, your care team with reports that give you a longitudinal view of everything that's happened within your disease, like your real live true time story of your journey with mitochondrial disease, you can also actually have those physical appointments right through the MitoAction mobile platform.
0: Yes, you can. It is super exciting um, what we've been able to add to the platform in this year, responding to the needs, uh, including telehealth. And it is something that, we have offered uh, as a pay service on our platform for other, uh, you know, for other communities. But for Mito Action, it is free. It is included in the platform for any of the Mito Action mobile community and app users to use um, with the team, with the MitoAction, you know, with Kyra and the team, but also with their care professionals if they want to come onto the app as well and they don't have access to telehealth services. So you can bring MitoAction mobile to your doctor, to your care team and you know are there therapists and say look i need to have a telehealth session can you download this app and it now connects you um stephanie that was really great testimony you gave about this ability to be a connector a conduit uh and how mito action mobile does that as a i am a father of a son with severe autism and so a lot of these same um, issues that are faced in the mito community i face as a parent in the um, autism community and so there's a lot of that built into care three platform um but again my action mobile has its own own expression and our ability to make this super relevant to uh the community's needs is what drives us to be better and better and better and so we also want feedback um, one thing we haven't talked about is within the app there is a community of all users where they can come in and ask questions of each other but also ask questions of, of Kyra, of myself about the app, about what it can do, but also we have had a situation where a user said, hey, I would love for the app to be able to do this. It was like adding a calorie counter to the app, which we did in the space of 10 minutes. That's the kind of response and how we can improve in a lot of cases. It won't necessarily happen like that all the time, but we had the ability to make real updates in real time to help the community and we're dedicated to doing so.
2: Yeah, and I think to Dave's point about the the community within the app, it gives patients another means to connect with other families, other patients, other caregivers and to share information and talk about what's going on in their lives. And so it, in addition to providing a means to you know, contribute to research and advanced therapies for mitochondrial disease, in addition to be able to, to better manage your day-to-day journey and taking control of your care, you also are, are connected to an incredible community that allows you to to receive and share support right on the platform.
1: And I think MitoAction, one of our goals, Kara, has always been to, to better that healthcare experience for our community and to show them that we're all in this together. And it's amazing to me when I have a support call on the phone and to hear people, so many of them say, oh, you too, or I had that happen, and they start to share these commonalities, And all of a sudden that isolation starts to melt and people realize that they really aren't alone and that there is this group of people that wants to embrace them and keep lifting them up and moving them forward. And the only way we're gonna get there is if we keep telling our health stories and we keep reminding each other that, hey, we're not in this alone. And having this opportunity to have something on our phones, in our pockets, just like they promised us from the cartoon, the Jetsons, that we all have our own computer. We can do that now. And it just makes everything so much more manageable when you know you're, you're not the only one standing at the edge of the cliff.
2: Exactly. And especially, Stephanie, after this year that we've had, where so many of our families and patients have been isolated and not able to go out and not to see their family members, mm-hmm. this guarantees that they always have someone to connect with.
1: And to be able to ask in these unprecedented times, what do you do when you can't get a medication? What are we gonna do? You know, I, our family alone, you know, we had to really manage Ted to make sure that he stayed away from COVID as much as possible. So that meant everybody, you know, how do we order groceries online? How do I do this? How do I do that? And to be able to reach out to the of community and find out what other families were doing all over the country was so helpful for me but on the flip side of it was, I felt like I was able to offer something back and to be able to say, we've tried this or we use this opportunity. And it, it, it's so much easier in life if you can have that give and take. And when you're a rare disease family, you either feel forgotten or you feel like you're just constantly taking. And by having this communication tool to go back and forth with other family members and with your physicians, you really do feel more connected. and. I'll tell you this last year, I have never felt so disconnected. And I'm so thankful for the technology that we had in place to to keep me from going on that iceberg alone, because that's where we were headed.
2: <laughs> exactly. And one of the things Dave likes to say is that, you know, this platform is designed to capture the MITO lifestyle because anything that's relevant to how you're living your life, right? Something as simple as how are we getting groceries? How are we, you know, I need to go buy a new pair of shoes and we can't go to the store, like everything that's relevant to your life and how you live your day to day journey. It's it's impacted. Um, and you can capture all of that and it all matters. And there there's a incredible community through the app and through Mito Action that will help you navigate all of that.
0: Yep, that's right. And you can, w- within the community and, and, and on the platform, you can actually establish conversations and chats one-on-one with other um, patients or under other parents, because it allows you to then see the people who are in the community, and then you can message them. And then it makes it connecting uh, that much easier, that much faster and asking the questions. But one of the other things I wanted to point out was uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought up this idea about, you know, managing and, and capturing and documenting the lifestyle of Mito. One of the things that we're very proud of, what we've built into the Care3 platform is all of these multiple different ways of documenting activities, experiences, and interactions. And what do I mean by that? Activities can be tasks. It can be things that you can uh, make sure that you know you have to do. It can be appointments that you want to schedule and know that they're happening and have the the app remind you. It makes the, the platform makes it really easy to have that information in your daily journal timeline. And then you have the the experiences. We start you off with very common mito symptoms that you can track on a daily basis so that you start seeing trends that you may not have recognized if you were just doing it day to day. So you can start seeing, am I going up or am I going down on this symptom versus that symptom? But then there's also this ability to capture interactions. What does that mean? It means if I have a doctor appointment, I can actually record that audio from that appointment in the app. If I have something that I need a doctor to see how I'm walking and how far I'm going, I can take video in the app and I can have that uploaded into my timeline and that can then live in our timeline and be shared with that care team. So all of the things that you're doing in your Mito lifestyle can be uploaded, added, posted, whatever word you wanna use in that timeline And that then gives you the entire life longitudinally of your experience with Mito that is now digitized, it's shareable, that you can use to have a better day-to-day life yourself, to learn more about yourself. Or if you're a parent, you can use this information then and the data with the care team to make sure that you're getting ultra-personalized care based on your experience with Mito. One of the things, uh, Kyra, you've taught me, um, and Stephanie, you, you know this as a parent, is that every mito patient seems to have a different expression of what mito is to them it's it's true in autism as well like my son's autism is characterized by a lot of ocd and aggression right but other kids with autism are quite calm i don't have that kid um so i would love have that kid in a lot of ways you know there's always like grass is greener and other things but that was one of the things that i learned um, through this experience and so we wanted to make sure that the platform that Mito Action Mobile allowed for that flexibility for everybody to express their version of Mito.
2: Right, exactly. And and as you're capturing that story, you know, what we've learned again, and I can't reiterate this enough, the importance of being able to take that de-identified data with the user's permission, to share that with clinicians and researchers, to give our patients and our community a seat at the table in therapy development and helping our clinical community to better understand this disease that we are all so desperately seeking a cure for.
1: I love that you pointed that out, Kyra, because we just heard from one of our our researchers in our community that for the longest time, they thought uh, managing the seizure activity was something that was high priority for a patient group, when in fact, it was really the muscle fatigue and pain that when they started really listening to what the patients were saying and asking, if we were gonna start chipping away at this, where should we start? That's what came out loud and clear. And had we not collected that data for them on what was the most debilitating symptom that you're experiencing, they would have gone at this as, well, for us, we're gonna, as a research team, we're gonna conquer, you know, this corner when really the patients needed something else. And it's so important for us to, be at that table and to keep telling our stories because we are living in this disease day in and day out. And Dave, you know from having a child with an unusual circumstance compared to your peers that people can't imagine what your day is like. They can tell you they can imagine, or they can can sympathize with you or empathize with you, but they really don't know what is a 24-hour day like for your family oh, and you, are so you can, right <laughs> and until you can document it and put the data to it for us using just the the Uh, part on the app for helping to keep track of his my son's sleep just was like a whole book of information for his neurology team on oh well look at this so maybe we need to change medication times and when we're giving something maybe we need to you know it was like all of a sudden they had a reason and some logic to why we were going to make make some chest moves that ended up resolving quite a few issues but again without that data that's what drives the world right now is stories and data. And if you can put the two together like we can on the app, it, it is so empowering for people. And Tyra and I have been saying, I think for the last week, we're going to give power to the patients. And this is this is how we can do it.
2: Yeah. And, you, you know, Stephanie and I were both recently on, on a webinar. And one of the things, um, there, were, there was a statement that one of the speakers made and Stephanie and I both wrote it down and text each other at the same time. <laughs> And it was a statement of making sure your community is research ready. So when those clinical trials come up, you know who the patients are. We have the information, the natural history information. And this platform allows us to do that it allows us to make sure that our community is research ready and that we are collecting meaningful data, not only for our patient community, but also for the clinical community so that we can make sure that most importantly, our patients' needs are being met, that the research, as Stephanie says, leads to outcomes that matter to the patients, right? Because if Mm -hmm. we're... we're we're treating one thing and that's not what matters to the patient, then what are we doing it for? So we need to understand those stories. We need to understand the wants and needs of the patients. We need to understand what is meaningful to them. And this platform allows us to bring all of that together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I was over here nodding um, when, Stephanie, you said that people can't quite understand what a 24-hour day looks like um, Mm -hmm. for me. And I can tell you it is 24 hours too. It is not like sleep always comes, uh, regularly. And it is something that the documentation of the things that happen really does make a difference with your doctor, which you just talked about, which is Mm -hmm. you now are getting what you know to be ultra personalized care because you are absolutely giving the data and the story that's needed because doctors don't get that information. So if you're not using the app, to document your journey with Mido, you're not able to really give them data that they can use to make better treatment decisions. That's what we want to do for you. So that's mm-hmm. why the the, the the platform exists. That's why we have MITO Action Mobile, because we want you to be able to take your experiences and leverage them for your benefit, use them with your care teams, use them with your family. You know so they can understand what's going on a lot of times even you know my 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 siblings or cousins or others don't quite understand what's going on but it's serious and it you know sometimes we can't go to family events and things like that they can understand a little bit better when they see like oh i understand he just tried to you know he just scratched you and and, and broke your skin and you were bleeding and had a scar. And here's the picture. Mm-hmm. Or he had a seizure. And so he was not able to, um, you know, he was asleep for five hours thereafter. Or whatever that situation is, yep. it can be documented but also shared. And that's but the thing shared. that and matters to me as well.
1: That's what matters. And when you think about it, like something as simple as the Fitbit, right? Everybody's wearing one nowadays. Do you know what the most common feature on the Fitbit is? It's not how many steps you take, but people look at what their sleep pattern was for the night. Mm. They want to document and they want to see, and then they can show somebody, "You, you see this, I didn't sleep very well last night. Look at that. I tossed and turned. I only had a sleep score of 64. And then that puts it all into a picture for somebody else to say, oh, yeah, now I can see why you're so discombobulated today. You showed me you only had a sleep score of 64 or as you just said you showed me oh my gosh yeah the seizure the sleeping all, you know all of the the disruption that happened it's now documented and you feel validated
2: yeah and stephanie i would add to that like we i had one mom share a story with me where she only sees um for, for her child she was only seeing her mito doc once a year and she sat down to have a conversation and she started sharing certain incidents that had happened throughout the course of the year. And there was one particular incident that the doctor was was asking a lot of questions about. And she was saying, well, well what happened before that? Were there any other symptoms? Were there meds that you took? And she had none of that documented, right? She had this notebook that she had been keeping track of. And she said, as she sat there and had this doctor starting to ask questions. And the doctor was just trying to understand what was going on. But she said she felt like she was standing on a witness stand. And every time the doctor would ask a question, she would get more and more anxious. And then she was doubting herself and like, well, am I remembering this right? I'm not really sure. Well, the next time she came into the office for an appointment, she had been tracking everything on the app. And she was able to print out a report and say, here is the data. It gave a clear picture of exactly what was going on with her child. It showed all of the things, the correlations that the doctor had been asking about that that mom was not able to recall. And she was able to have a more productive and less stressful and more meaningful appointment with her clinician. And they were were able to make some better care choices together because they had the information that they needed in order to be able to make the best decision. And it was the data there, you can't question it, right? It, it happened, right. and it's plotted, and it's graphed. And, and we have all these amazing reports that you can run and provide to your clinician to give that snapshot. Um, and so instead of, you know, mom feeling like she's on trial and getting grilled and feeling anxious because she can't remember all the details, it just made the experience seeing the doctor so much better and so much more positive.
0: More positive. You you hit the nail on the head too with that. It's not only the fact that you're reducing anxiety, and 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 uh, when you when you have a way, is that your your doctor is actually just trying to get data that they can never get from you when they're asking those questions. I I, I tell I, I explain this to people like this. I say your doctor is going to ask you two questions. Okay, the first one is how are you feeling now. Right. It is trying to understand how you're feeling now. Is there anything that you know is is happening in real time that they can help you with. But then also their second question is what has happened since the last time I saw you? Or what has happened over the last few months? And we're answering those questions mostly from memory. And that is just, I mean, you know, we're all, I don't care if you're neurotypical, like you don't remember anything i don't remember anything like it's it's like you have to be able to capture that information over time so that you can refer to it and then when there's something important to you you can bring it up and have the data that's right there but the really interesting thing on top of that is if there's something that you documented that you didn't think that was important but you documented so that you would remember when the doctor sees it the doctor might be like oh you know what that is important thank you for letting me know that that happened we want to make sure that we deal with that because that's something that um, you know could be uh, a you know a precursor for X, right? They understand you know even more with the breadth of their medical training, and so our ability to capture these events, to document them as you go along, prepares you for those meetings with your doctor again, so they can be more positive. But also, it might uncover some things to discover that can get you much much better care. So it's worth your while,
1: exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah, because I don't know as a parent what all needs to be documented. To be honest, I I honestly don't. I, I can write down every quirky little thing, but I need somebody else to help me put the puzzle together. And you are right, Dave, that that is so important for to have to work as a team. And I think Kyra, that you hit the nail on the head when when you were talking about that patient and the mom who went from being on a witness stand to actually just being a recorder or a witness to their child's illness it it is interrogating and when they ask you these questions over and over and are you sure did this happen and you do feel like you've lost your mind but to have yep. everything documented in such an easily easy way to present it does it does it does provide vindication to what you've been going through and i always say you know at the end of the year when i get my taxes done i always sit back and go who it's all on paper look at i did it i made it you know kind of get the put it all, bundle it up and put it back on the shelf. Exact same with my son's medical appointments now. I can say, here's all the documentation. We put it all together in a way it makes sense. And I leave feeling like I'm organized and I'm just as much in
2: the know as they are. Exactly, yeah. And allowing, you know, really allowing families to take control of their care. Mm -hmm. It is.
0: Absolutely, I'm, I'm over here just beaming um with smiles because these are the stories I think people need to hear of of success when you're managing you know care for a a child or you're even managing for yourself to know that this practice of capturing your journey of documenting these experiences really can make the interaction with the healthcare system better and I think there are stories we all have I know I have stories of inter- of having negative interactions with the healthcare system and the language of the doctors and the nurses and the therapists, their language is data. Mm-hmm. And so what the app does allows you to actually speak in their language. You can actually document it in your language, right? I can say, hey, look, this is what happened to me. But when they see that and you tell that story, but then they see the chart and they see the trend they're then putting things together that their medical training enables. So Stephanie, your point about really caring as a team becomes Mm -hmm. that much easier when you're using MitoAction Mobile to capture those experiences.
1: It does. It really does. And now with our partnership with All Stripes and helping everybody get the, the meat of it together, all of those records that have just been dispersed over numerous medical facilities, getting everything put into one box, into one folder, and then to be accessed through the app when needed. How colorful is that for our families to know that they can go back and find that lab report from 2003? Because now it's going to be in there.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, and that's one of the things that we have a ton of users in our other groups that use uh, the Care3 platform to add PDFs and lab results. I mean, even for my son, we have his seizure records, we have his labs, we have um, even his school-based seizure plan document that says if he has a seizure, what's that? And then we have his aides who are also on the app so that they can then have access in school to know what the seizure plan is on the app, and then they can, you know, we can obviously post it on paper in the classroom. There are all of these things that having the app and having your team around it uh, have access to it, which would allow for the, the sharing and the contribution of data. Um, one of the things that's interesting, and obviously when you're dealing with children, um, you know, they have so many things that are going on with their conditions. They also, though, have to deal with the fact that, you know, a lot of them are being educated. You know, they're in a school. They have people like a school nurse, they have people like a teacher, they have an aide in the classroom, and some of them can use, you know, Mido Action Mobile or use Care3 to help uh, make that experience better and contribute. Uh, data. So for example, we have our aide who will take a picture of my son in school and say this is what he's doing or take some video for him, you know, of him actually doing work that we then add into, you know, that is uploaded to his timeline and becomes part of the documentation that when somebody says, oh, he can't do this, we just show them the video and say, look what he was doing without, it wasn't with us, yes. it wasn't with his parents, it was with his aide or it was a teacher in school and look what he was able to do. And, you know, I bring that up because I hear and I've learned that in the Mito community, there's a lot of doubt sometimes with the healthcare system, right, in terms Mm -hmm. of what they'll think is happening, oh, what did they do or didn't do, or what are they capable capable of or not. Using the app allows you to capture all of that and document it, take the video, have it uploaded, and share it and say, you know what? No, look, see this, it's real. And Mm, that is something that I, I think um there are a number of different communities out there that have a lot of what i call medical skepticism that i think also documenting your experiences over time can help diminish
2: exactly yeah, yeah. and it, it's yeah like you said stephanie it validates it gives control and it provides a tool where our community and our families can have can truly have probably for the first time a coordinated care initiative because you can invite any, anybody who's a member of your care team. It can be a family member. Like Dave said, it can be an aide or a school nurse. It can be your neurologist. It can be your Mito specialist, and everybody can be part of the conversation and have access to the same information. They can communicate with each other through the app with your permission, and you can also revoke permission. So maybe you're going in to see your doctor and you just want to give them access, you know, for 24 hours so that they can evaluate and you can have a conversation and maybe you don't want them to have to you know go into the app on a day-to-day basis, but you can give and and revoke access as necessary to truly have a coordinated care experience and, and bring everybody to the table to have all of the information they need to make the best care decisions for you.
0: Yep. That's right. Yeah. The, the technical aspect of that is uh Mobile is HIPAA compliant. So they can, you know, your care team can communicate with you, and they're still in compliance um, with all of the medical regulations around sharing of personal health information, um, the storage of that information, and the sharing of that information. And so uh, people can be confident that their information uh, that is contributed, added, entered, posted on MitoAction Mobile is secure to the highest level of government regulation for healthcare data.
2: Which is really important, especially during COVID. I mean, we've heard so many, so many stories about data breaches and and data integrity. And one of the things we can assure our community is that your data is safe and protected with MITOAction Mobile and our partnership with Care Three.
0: One of the things I want to make sure we also touch on is how can people get it? I know you have a really broad audience. Um, for your podcast, as we do for the Treat Us Right podcast, how can people get MitoAction mobile that's powered by CARE3? And what, you know, can they reach out to you through the, the MitoAction website? I think details on that would be super important for people to know.
2: Yeah, so if you go to our website at www.mitoaction.org slash mobile, There will be a very quick form that you will fill out um, with some basic contact information, your connection to Mito. And then from there, you will be emailed a link that will allow you to set up your account and get started, um, and get started right away. And one of the things that's really important, it's you can access uh, Care3 directly through the App Store for both Um, iPhones and Androids, but it's really important that you go through the MitoAction website because our version of Care3 is specifically created for the Mito community. So we want to make sure that you're accessing that specific version of the app and not just their their general version that's available to the public.
0: That's right. And we want you to have a great experience on MITO Action Mobile. In fact, when you go to the App Store or to the Google Play Store, you will see MITO Action Mobile as one of the preview screens because we want to make sure that you understand that this is the Mido Action Mobile app, but we want to make sure that you go through the MITO Action website to make sure that we get the information that will serve you the, the, the Mido version of the app. And that makes it so easy for you. Uh, to get what you need and to get started using MitoAction Mobile.
2: Exactly. And anyone that is interested or has questions, if you've downloaded and you get stuck, or you can email me directly at kyra at mitoaction.org. And we also have the ability to set up times where we can do tutorials and we can walk you through because we want to make sure that everyone has the ability to use this app they don't feel overwhelmed by it they get themselves set up and we recommend starting slow because any any time you start a new technology right it can be overwhelming um and so we want to make sure everybody feels comfortable and as you get more comfortable with the app and you start using it you can add in all the features you know, uploading your medical records, the videos, inviting family members, members of your care team. And then we have new features that we're gonna be rolling out very shortly. Um, We talked about telehealth, um, we're going to be launching surveys and we're also going to be um, moving the MitoAction mobile to be used in clinical trials so that patients that are participating in clinical trials will have the ability to do their patient reported outcomes and reportings directly through the MitoAction mobile app um, in a secured Format that is um, follows all the regulations of the FDA and clinical and your clinical trial provider, um, but wanting to make this as concise and simple, and ensuring that we're able to collect as much data as we can, but making it as simple and easy as possible for our community.
1: And I think that's really important. Uh, just, I'm sure all all disease communities will say this: is that we are overwhelmed we are beyond overwhelmed with trying to manage all of the balls. And sometimes it seems like, oh my gosh, I got to sit down and have another step and set up something. So I'm not overwhelmed, but this is truly one of those times where taking that three to four extra steps or minutes of your day to get this set up and to get it moving in the right direction will clearly the, the win, the win outweighs the, the time loss. If, if I'm making sense with that, it just,
2: it hands down it makes it so much easier absolutely and and people are shocked that when they email questions dave jumps right in and replies they're not accustomed to hearing from the ceo of the company and our community knows patients have my cell phone they they have direct access to me and i will stop and take the time it doesn't matter if it's evenings or weekends or holidays and help and walk you through this because it's that important to us um that this is a, is a resource that benefits our community and everyone feels good about it. And they have the support that they need to use it to the best of its ability.
0: Absolutely. Seconded, thirded, and every other way to compound my agreement in that statement.
1: So Dave, what, what's next? for your development and moving your knowledge of healthcare IT and developing these great tools. Where do you see this going next for you?
0: You know it's interesting Kyra mentioned a number of the 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 great innovations that are coming to the platform. Surveys, the ability to use Care3 for clinical trials. Those things are are on the horizon but they're coming really fast and there aren't (laughs) apps out there where you can do all of this with. I mean understand how unique this is an opportunity for the MITO community um, to have an app that can essentially walk with them throughout their entire journey, no matter what they're doing, even you know, having a clinical trial um, with the healthcare system. Um, but beyond that, one of the things that we talk about a lot is we all know with COVID virtual care became this term and telehealth became this term that became mainstream. One of the things for us is really, really important is more mainstreaming this idea of documenting health experiences to impact health disparities for people who don't get equal healthcare, people who um, do not have access to healthcare as readily as others, really underserved groups. And obviously people with rare conditions fall into that, but it needs to be broadened out for people Across different conditions. So, for you know, next for us is to going out there and developing more capabilities to help people with more conditions. That's going to be something that's going to be on the horizon for us, and that's part of the Mito Action Partnership. Is right. Mito Action's innovation is actually going to be spreading to other conditions, and Mito Action gets to uh, essentially have access to all of those innovations that we may develop with others. So, it's this idea that the platform grows. Um, and then everybody from the Mito community benefits. So for us, it is really mainstreaming, I think, this behavior uh, with, of documenting experiences over time, because we see how beneficial it is for our children, Stephanie, for how we're able to interact with the healthcare system, how much more positive, data-oriented, and personalized the treatment becomes uh, as a result of this. Everybody needs this. Everybody needs to do that from a behavior perspective. And that's mm-hmm. something that our healthcare system, I think would truly welcome if people would do that and walk in the door and have those positive experiences and say, oh my God, I can't believe all of this data you're giving me. Let's try this, let's try that. You know, their enthusiasm too. And mm-hmm. that's so energizing for us as parents.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that Dave and I talked about right out of the gate, as we realized where we were headed was MitoAction's commitment to not just the mitochondrial disease community, but being able to take all of we've learned and all we've developed, as Dave said, and share this with the entire rare disease community. Um, Because when, when one of us wins, we all win. And so if we can help other diseases learn more about their communities and the journeys with their diseases, we all win. Right, We know mitochondrial disease is connected to so many other diagnoses, um, and we are committed to supporting not just the mitochondrial disease community, but the entire rare disease community in learning um, and helping us all solve these issues that we're facing every day.
1: Right, There is so much crossover as we're learning from disease group to disease group, and we have so many more commonalities that we'd like to that we even know about. So I think it's great that we could potentially have almost like a, like a crossed platform development. And just that MitoAction is on the, on the edge of this, I think is fantastic. Like I've stated before, we are a disease group that's been on the back shelf of someone's closet for a long time. And now we're finally front and center. And it's just uh, so invigorating to know that, that here we are with, all of the technology in front of us to just keep pushing forward and to keep saying, hey, look at us.
2: Exactly, because one thing I can promise, Stephanie, we talk about this all the time as a team. Every decision that we make at at MitoAction is made with the patient's best interest at heart. Um, And some of those decisions are very tough, but it'll always be to do what's in the best interest of the patient. Um, And we're excited to be a leader in this and to advance our community with being able to pull this data together, to be able to support our community in a way they've never been supported before. Um, And this is just the beginning because there's so much more we have on the horizon, so many more ideas we have as we're talking to research and clinicians that I feel like we've just scraped the surface and the possibilities for what we're planning to do with CARE 3.
0: I don't even know how to follow that. Like that's just <laughs> this is perfect, right?
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's just exactly right. I, I am, uh, and I'm, I'm very rarely speechless. It was just it's so well encapsulated, Kyra where I think we're going together. Yeah,
1: it is. I feel like we have a great partnership with you, Dave. Thank you for taking us on and sticking through all of our idiosyncrasies and helping us manage and move that app to really show what a day in the life of a mito patient looks like. So I appreciate your tenacity with that.
0: The yeah. pleasure is mine. I, like I said, I have so many commonalities. I want to see you know, our children and our adult mito patients get the best care that they can and use their data with the healthcare system because mm-hmm. only they can do it. That's the thing that I think people don't really understand. It's what's unique to you. So only you can do it or only your your your, your parents can do it for you, but it's going to get you back something that is unique. And that is a treatment that is truly ultra personalized, which means you have a better chance at having the best quality of life that you're capable of. And that's our goal. That's our goal as parents, for sure. Have our kids live their best given their situations Well, doing trial and error on some of these crazy drugs out there and things like that because they don't have any real insight into the experience of our child we don't we don't want our kids to go through a lot of the things that they have to go through in general but certainly don't want to have to do that when you think about you know medications and things like that they can also have really tough side effects we want to try the best things that are most likely to work first and that's what the data allows for i can go on and on as you can see
2: (laughs) your enthusiasm is awesome Stephanie, I just just one more time want to give the the email address or the, the URL so that pe- if people are interested in learning more about MitoAction Mobile signing up, if you go to our website at www.mitoaction.org mobile, and I'm also going to throw out my cell phone number. Anybody has any questions, need help, want to talk it through, feel free to call me directly. So it's 248-797-2399. Perfect. Thank you.
1: Anybody else have any closing thoughts here before we wrap up for the day?
0: I just want to say thank you um, to you, Stephanie, for taking on all that you have taken on, uh, being a leader, helping not just you know your job, but also the entire community. Uh, it takes a special person to do that. Kyra, you know how I feel about you. I've known you as long as you've known me. Um, and if there's anything that I can do um, with my background in in health IT, in the way the platform is built, please do not hesitate to call on me. I am here for the Mito community. And so is Care3.
2: Absolutely. And I also just want to thank the community, you know, thanking the community for entrusting MitoAction to walk with you on this journey. Um, it's it's personal. And our community and our families they share a lot of really personal times and experiences and and so i want to thank the community for trusting mitoaction enough to allowing us to be here for you on this journey
1: well i i can't top that because you're right we we have entrusted mitoaction with all of our tears and fears and a lot of our joys that we're seeing and um it's just nice to know that you you have our backs with this, and that you only want what we want, and that's a treatment. Absolutely,
0: so, that's right.
1: Well, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning into our episode of Energy in Action this week. I have really enjoyed this conversation with Kyra and Dave, and talking about the app. I love technology. I. <laughs> I love it. I use it. I Lord knows I could never create it. So I'm so thankful for people like Dave who have the ability to get in behind there and do all that coding because maybe in my next life I'll do it. But right now I'm just going to be a user. So I hope that's okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So so be sure to join us next week for more things. All mito. this is your host, Stephanie, uh, rare mom extraordinaire.
0: You're here. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Did I not say that was going to be an amazing episode? Unbelievable, incredible accounts of how Care3 helps people every day manage a chronic condition, a rare chronic condition, and gets them better health and care, personalized and unbiased from their doctors and care team. That's our promise to you. Thanks again for listening to the Care 3 Treat Us Right podcast. Download the Care 3 app for iOS and Android. And help yourself and your loved ones get the care you deserve. Take care.